Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, The Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. Hi. Today's Monday, November 9th, 2015. I'm Michelle Pache, filling in for Jeannie, and I'm here today with Dr. Timothy Hayes. We warmly welcome to the show, and thank you for choosing to be with us. Our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you into queue to talk with our host. We encourage you to call in with your comments or questions, which helps you to strengthen your practice of Aramaic forgiveness. So let's welcome Tim and continue our conversation. Hi, Tim. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks. I um, I got everything you said except I didn't hear the Mind Shifters radio part. So thank you for being here. here and running the switchboard. And um, we're here on Mind Shifters radio to teach and support people in mastering the ancient Aramaic art of, or science, however you want to talk about it, technology of forgiveness. And this kind of forgiveness is a completely inside job. Um, Way of Mastery says, you know, the energy of forgiveness is a delightful energy to, to be in because it comes from a complete understanding that everything I'm feeling happy, sad, scared, frustrated, confused, angry, bitter, resentful, joyful, is an inside job. It's a choice I make. It's energies that are already inside me that can get resonated from the outside. And if I understand how the system works and I'm armed with a tool like forgiveness, I can dismantle everything in my energy system, in my mind and body's energy system that's unlike love. And our offering in this work is that love, the energy of creation itself, is the only thing that belongs in our system. So we're here to promote the use of that tool. We're here to help people understand that, especially here in the Western world, we're living in a culture that says things, people, situations, events outside of me cause me to feel one way or another and that even even though this is not the stated intent the result of that position is to create victims around the globe if i'm upset because of something you did that means you just did something to me and i'm the victim and the sad part about that is that unless i can find a way to control you and make you stop or do something differently There's no hope for me of ever feeling better. If in truth, my upset is being caused by your behavior, then I am the victim of your choices. The good news is, in this work we've observed, that Michael likes to say it this way, there are no victims, only volunteers. And to follow up with what I was just saying, the only thing I can be a victim of is my own choices. Yes, I'm born with certain predispositions, and I do get a lot of stuff from my ancestry, and there's a lot of stuff that needs to be acknowledged in order for me to be able to dismantle it. But once I acknowledge it and I have the tools, it's my choice. I can stay with my anger. I can hold on to it. I can stay in confusion and pain and fear. I can be in guilt, in blame, in shame and condemnation 
for years if I so choose. And if I choose that, then the only thing I'm a victim of is my own choices. This work is very empowering. It empowers each of us with the tools to go in and explore what are the actual roots and causes of our pains and our fears and our sadness and our hurt. And once we identify those, remove them. Once those are removed, I have a clearer vision of my true nature, which is the energy of love, the energy of creation. And that's what we're here to promote. And the website where you can find this tool that we'll be talking about throughout the show and in the archives is at www.whyagain.org. If you go to that website, click on the link that says Start Here or in the red and white bullseye, It'll take you to a page where you can download Chapter 24 of Dr. Rice's book, the most recent version of the Reality Management Worksheet, or Wake Up Sheet, as some are now calling it, which is the core tool in this work to help me go inside myself and remove whatever doesn't belong. You can also download 16 audio files, an hour each, of Internet shows just like this, where Michael or Jeannie have stepped somebody through this process. Real people with real problems actually understanding they don't have to feel their pain and their fear and their sadness any longer than it takes them to use the forgiveness process on themselves. So that's what we're here to promote, and I'll take a breath and ask you, Michelle, how are you, and what do you have to offer today? Uh, Well... Uh, I've got a, a guest with me today in my office who uh, who extended her therapy session, and so uh, I'm just acknowledging that she's um, part of the listening audience today. She's quite a trooper. She's um, started working with me maybe two years ago and um, has embraced all things Rathma, uh, worksheets coming from Michael's lecture. She's actually attended our support group time to time. So um, <clears throat> it was interesting because this weekend, I um, well, actually yesterday, I set up a, an appointment with a client to do a mind shifter and a breathing session with her. And so I was um, trying to let the client who's here today know that I was um, going to do a breathing session if she would be interested and however my text was stated, do you want to tell her what, what it was? No. She's, um, my text said something like, I text her, text her, trying to get hold of her. I said, why are you ignoring me? And she ran with it. She said, well, if um if you're talking about someone else, it sounds like you need to do worksheets. So I said, it's always lovely when the student becomes a teacher. So um, I haven't um, had a need for worksheets because my emotions over um, the weekend, a couple personal things going on, um, my upset was so large that I didn't need to access emotion. I was just mostly breathing and tapping chronically on and off um, because it was just so much, uh, reaction in me and so much story that <clears throat> I was creating and suffering through, I guess. So I'm here with swollen eyes and trapped out. All right. <clears throat> Is there anything we can do to support you? Michelle, are you there? Well, if you hear, if you are there, we can't hear you. Michelle has dropped off. So, our number is 646-200-4169. If you have a question or a comment, 
please press 1, and that will raise your hand on the switchboard, and I'll know that you have an interest in either adding a comment or asking a question. And the questions are so valuable. The question, even for somebody who's just tuning in this show for the very first time, might be one of the most valuable questions, even if part of your mind might be saying, well, I shouldn't ask this because it's so basic, everybody else understands it already. We're here to talk about, at a very essential level, any question you have. And we just had somebody raise a hand, so area code 678, you're in the air. How can we support you? I, I have a question. I'm doing a worksheet, and uh, just by listening and to some of... Oh, your 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 first name is Donna. Hi Donna. Donna. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. So you have a question um, and it is Well, um the worksheets um I know you say well when I listen to the shows to have uh separate worksheets for fillings that come fillings that come up. So I've done that and my question is I had about three or four different um several different thoughts, and several different feelings, like sad, hurt, and frustrated. I've been using the feeling wheel also to kind of see where I'm at with making sure it's a feeling instead of a thought. So my question is this. When I do the other worksheets related to this first issue, can I use that same experience like uh, from number one with my perception yes. of what... Okay, so that's my yeah. Question. This is this is a very very common thing, and so I might have a situation where somebody doesn't respond to my uh, text messages, as um, Michelle was just talking about, and I feel um, angry, and then I feel hurt, and then I feel confused, yeah. and I feel sad. So there's four different worksheets that I could do on that one incident. Okay. How do I do a different worksheet four different times on one incident? The key will be the thought that's generating the feeling. So if I'm angry, my thought might be, that person has no right to ignore me. Same setup. It's me, it's the person I texted, and they didn't get back to me. My thought is they have no right to ignore me, and so 1B is anger. I'm generating anger. The second one is the same person. They're not texting me back. Um... My emotion is sadness, and my thought that's generating the sadness would be something like, uh, I've lost them as a friend. Okay. So every time I have a different emotion, I'll have a different thought that's generating it. What we observe in this work is I can't have an emotion without first thinking the thought. When I think the thought, I engage in the mind energy. It literally creates neuropeptides that flow through my system. Different neuropeptides create different sensations in the body. And the neuropeptide is related to the quality of the thought I'm thinking. So as I process... Well, let me me just finish this. No, No apologies necessary. Let me just finish this thought. So then the value of this would be that even though it's the same situation where a person doesn't do something I wanted them to do. If I have four different worksheets with four different thoughts and four different emotions, I'll have a slightly different goal each time, and every time I cancel that goal, it will open up a different keyway to a different part of my mind that needs healing. Okay. I receive. And your question was? You answered it. That was my oh. next question in reference to the goal that's connected with the thought and the feeling, so you answered it. So that so, does make so, sense. I'll have a different goal for each feeling, right. thought so, that, so, each thought that so generates in, a feeling. In the example where I said that person has no right to ignore me, okay. then my goal would be for them to respect, respect me and respond promptly in the the thought where I'm sad because I've lost the relationship, my goal would be to have a healthy, loving relationship with that person. Ah. 
in the situation really where I might put that. Con- My goodness. Wow. And and, and, and then the the uh let's say I have confusion and the thought I'm okay. using to generate the confusion is I just can't figure out why they don't answer me. Well okay. the goal from that would be I wanna know why they don't answer me. And okay. if I cancel the goal for them to respect me, I'll get one instance. If I cancel the goal for them to be in a loving relationship with me, I'll get another access to a different part of my mind. If I cancel the goal for them, for me to understand why they're not calling mm-hmm. back, I'll get access to a different part of my mind. Okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yes. I didn't hear the first comment about the texting, but that was... It was in reference, my my situation was pretty much the same in reference to someone who ignored me for a week, and I know I left messages and I text. So, yeah, it, it, wow, that's right on point. Thank you. Well, and, and it's, it's all, you know, done with smoke and mirrors, and that's what we understand in this work. I'm never going to be upset about anything anybody else ever says and does. Uh-huh. I'm upset because I have upset in me. Yes. And if I if I work on dismantling my upset, then healing can happen. If I look at or blame somebody else for my upset, I stay in a prison of my own making and it'll I'll never I'll never have any resolution. If I think somebody else or something else outside of me can or does cause my upset, I've trapped myself. So it's it is true that people do some horrible things. Sometimes they're yeah. illegal, sometimes they're immoral, sometimes they're fattening, sometimes they're violent. And and we understand that. We're in full acceptance of that reality, of that actuality. People at times do horrible things. At the same time that that's true, we understand what is happening outside of me and the negative choices other people might make do not cause my upset. So I can have that awareness that somebody did something horrible and I can be filled with compassion for the person who was in so much pain that they acted out of their pain. I can be filled with compassion for the people that were negatively affected by that pain. I don't have to have anger, vengeance, or hurt come up in me. Now, if it's there it can easily get resonated by any of those things. But it's not being caused by those things. And that's the core of our work, the understanding that this, from start to finish, my internal experience is an inside job. And if I don't like what that internal experience is, then... With these tools and my awareness and willingness, I can change it. Yes. Now, some people say, well, you know, what what good is that to, you know, decrease my upset or my anger? And the, the response is because when I'm in anger or fear, I dramatically increase the chances that I'm going to do something that I will later regret doing. You know, tens of thousands of people have been asked, did you ever do anything that you re- now you regret doing? And they say yes, oh, and then we yeah. ask them, okay, <laughs> just take one instance and think about what you were feeling at, at the time you did what you now regret doing. Without fail, every single time people say, well, it was some form of anger or fear or confusion or hurt. Yeah. So... If you add that to the knowledge that if you're talking to, uh, uh, let's say, somebody who's a a trial attorney, and you ask them, when you're cross-examining a witness for the other side, do you want them to feel calm and relaxed? They'll tell you, no, I don't want them calm and relaxed. And you ask them, well, what do you want them to feel? I want them to feel anger or fear. And they'll tell you why, because that's when they make mistakes. So in the most critically important situation, the most important thing for me to do is restore a 
condition of love or calm or peace to my mind so that I get accurate information about what's going on and I can make a decision from my highest faculties about how to keep myself, my family, and others safe. So, yeah, if I have a situation where somebody said they would do something and they're not doing it, and the fact that they're not doing it is causing me problems or costing me money or, well, I will probably in all, you know, actuality need to do something about that. But if I've been triggered to anger or hurt or confusion and I decide to do something about that from that state, I'll probably regret my decision. So when I've been triggered to anger, upset, or hurt, I turn my focus inside, I use forgiveness, I restore my mind to that level of peace and calm and loving that gives me the highest and best information, and then I choose what to do in response. That's the core of this work. Does that make sense? I love it. Yes, absolutely. Wow, that just fed me. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you for the call. Is there any any other question or comment that we can support you with? No, I'm complete for now. All right. Thanks, Donna. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for calling. 646-200-4169. Michelle, I hear that you're back with us. Yeah, I I, um, pressed the wrong button on my phone, so I... Uh, I'm back, and it's a good thing for mute when um, Donna was sharing about how the example you offered her resonated something. Um, Jamie and I were laughing so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is so adorable. Well, I was right when you, right before you pushed the wrong button on your phone, I was asking if there was anything we could do to support you about your turbulent emotional weekend well, or any of the processing from last week? I, I was thinking about, you know, the the worksheets. Like, let's say something really um, big or tragic happened in, in your life, like um, a death of a child, a divorce, termination from a prestigious career, in you know midlife, and that you have the um and not everybody I guess would, but most people might you know be triggered by that, but that it um is constant because it's so much and so deep and so profoundly impacting their life that you really couldn't i mean even if I did ten hours of worksheets in one sitting. I think I'd wake up the next morning still devastated that, you know, um, the love of my life completed infidelity or that my son had died in an automobile accident or something like that. All right. And is there a question in this for me? Well, it's just like um, the... The worksheets that I have done, the um, tapping sessions that I've practiced um, are temporarily maybe relieving some of the suffering, but it feels like there's still more, like there's a cloak of it. So when you're asking me about my particular process and how I'm using the tools, um, you know, if, if it's a really big thing, it doesn't seem like it's enough because you have to actually function too. You had to go to work and you had to take care of hygiene. And well, in, in, in the first place, whatever we say will be more useful to you if you start talking in the first person rather than the global issues. And oh, in terms of in, in in terms of talking about the loss of a child, I can't address that. But in terms of discussing things like a divorce that I didn't want. I can address that. I've been through that. And all I can tell you is that 
when somebody, you know, I've been married for 17 years and somebody I'm married to and love, and I think I'm going to be married for the rest of my life to that person, and they say, I don't want to be married anymore, it's not a two or five worksheet issue. It's it's a big issue. And all I can tell you from my personal experience is I'm very grateful that I had tools like this when I was going through that. And I know from my own firsthand experience that how I processed how much time I spent in my pain and suffering when I had tools like this and I had the knowledge of them and the willingness to apply them was far less pain and suffering, far less time in the muck than it was for years of my life when I had similar type upsets without the tools. That's all I can tell you is that it isn't a, a quick fix, especially when there's a, a major life issue going on. I don't know anything that's a quick fix, except some some might argue, you know, getting uh, obliterated high with drugs or alcohol. But while it isn't a quick fix, the results have been phenomenally impressive to me. So, yeah, it isn't going to be a quick fix, or it never has been for me. At the same time, uh, I I wouldn't want to go through another difficult situation without these tools. Comments? Um, I guess I can agree with that, though, if I look back to my history, more previous devastations, um, I am better equipped. (laughs) I think back then, what did I have? A a divorced Catholic support group. (laughs) And meet once a week to talk about, you know, how hard it is to divorce. I don't know. So, yeah, I I agree that there is certainly um, helpful... sometimes hard to well I find it hard um when you you know continue to work and then it seems just like that the issues well I guess when you're removing anything like love then anything like love starts showing up but big time so are you are, are you saying that you're stuck in the particular emotion or pattern of thought that we could assist you in outlining a worksheet for or gaining insight to, or are you just wanting to make a statement about how your life and its troubles are too big for the tools to help? No, it's more um, like an observation, and this could be an illusion that appears that over the years, the more work I do, the more complex issues become that seem to be presented to dismantle. And I don't know if that's just a, you know, fantasy, or if that's really what it feels, you know, what it is. It just feels like, wow, I'm doing all this work, and then shit's hitting the fan, like, in a way that, has me questioning, like, this is really better, huh? <laughs> yes, that is a common phenomenon. I have had that before. I know, as a matter of fact, the person who introduced me to this work found that that was the case for him and, and had to go on and find something else that would be a faster fix. And I, I hear that from people on a regular basis. Personally, what I've noticed is, for instance, last August, when I had that triggering event on the show, the issues, once I reached a certain point, the big ones are fewer and farther between, but they're bigger and deeper. So the things that I've hidden from myself most and and poured so much energy into hiding from myself 
they stay hidden until my higher awareness knows, okay, Tim has proven his his competence with the tools and he's got the resources in his life to deal with this and he's doing more of the right things, so here's another level of issue. When I first started doing the tapping, the breathing, the setting Rachma and Kuba, I would often do it for things like I would leave um, my office to drive down to the support group and there would be traffic on the road and I would catch myself feeling frustrated. So I would, you know, reset Rockman Kuba and cancel my goal to get there and breathe and feel better temporarily. And I'd have to do that 30 or 40 times in a minute through the drive until I finally realized I was distracted and no longer raging about traffic. Well, a year or two later, I found that I was dealing with issues about the divorce, which I denied and suppressed, and about deeper issues about the loss of my nephew who died when he was 10. And a a few years after that, I was dealing more with issues that were very traumatic from high school. And so it escalated in intensity, in my experience, as I demonstrated to myself that these tools can work, that the breath sessions can work, that the worksheets actually do provide a shift at a fundamental level, that if I do enough worksheets on something and I open the space, I actually change my perception of the events. And over time, I found the the depth and intensity of the issues that were coming up for me to deal with increased, and they increased in proportion to my vitality increasing and my confidence in the tools and my confidence in my ability to get through whatever was coming up. And it was nothing like fun for me as I moved to those different levels. But as I moved through them, I got to experience a greater sense of stability and calm and confidence in my ability to get through whatever was coming and in the tools and their ability to help me. I don't know if that's of any interest to you, but I just that's what was triggered in, in, in response to your comments. Well, that's reassuring. It is. And so I'm glad to hear that maybe evidence that I am doing work. But we do have a couple of people with their hands up. Um, well, from but, but before you get there, let, let me just invite yeah. you to go back and listen to the August uh, 28th, 27th and 28th show from 2014. Okay. And 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 just get a sense of how deeply triggered and uncomfortable i was in those two shows and and remind yourself this is the great and powerful dr hayes pay no attention to that man behind the curtain and here he is you know unable to breathe and crying and can't catch his breath and just Pay attention to that. That was just just over a year ago. After probably 12 years of exposure to these tools and 20 years before that of exposure to tools very similar to this. So before you judge yourself too harshly as not doing well or not doing it enough, breathe into it and maybe listen to those two shows or at least parts of them. Just just a suggestion. Okay. I, I, I think you might find it enlightening. Okay. Simply because if you're like a lot of us, you tend to Overestimate your own difficulties and underestimate other people's difficulties. 
then if you want to click one of the numbers with a hand up. Sure. Whenever you're ready. Area code 417. Who are we got today? Uh, is this Jim? Is that me? Yeah, hey, Jim Farmer. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm Jim at Heartland. And uh, Michelle, you're... Uh, what you've been discussing has triggered some thoughts for me and, and questions that, that I've had. I've asked myself several times over the last few months in particular. And, Dr. Tim, I'm hoping you can help with this. Uh, I I see the value in doing worksheets when I have an issue up for me. Uh, and I've had, you know, I started doing worksheets in 1989. I, I stopped for quite a few number of years, but during those number of years, I still uh, I still felt that I got the benefit from the work that I learned here at Heartland from Michael uh, in that when something would come up for me that I, I would go to a play, you know, a con make a conscious choice about seeing it differently, you know, and it's it's like you were saying, Dr. Sam, you know, in, in traffic and you're going to be late for your appointment and what have you, and you make a conscious choice to uh, set Rock Mud Cuba and, and get to a place of seeing it from a different point of view, using different brain cells to view what's going on. And and I felt like for a whole bunch of years, I was able to do that pretty well and, and still can do it. And my question is, where I have difficulty is the idea of doing five worksheets a day for me to sit down and do what I call the forensics when I don't have something in my face, when stuff isn't up for me, when I'm not in rage or anger or upset or any of these negative emotions. For me, it's um, for me, it's not consistent with the idea of the law of attraction. And you know, what do I want to create in my life? Well, that which we focus on expands in consciousness. So, this part of my brain, and I recognize this, my brain telling me this, my ego mind is telling me this. Why would I want to focus on you know doing worksheets on something that happened 30, 40 years ago? bring drag drag this stuff up and have more of an expanded consciousness if my life is going well and i'm living a life of joy for the most part and for the few times that stuff does come up that triggers my anger or rage that i sit down and do the process then uh that to me seems to be enough and i want to focus on i i think we're always creating in one direction or another we're either creating away from something or towards something and i choose to create towards joy and happiness and and, so, and that's my question. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Well, my my first thought would be if that's how you feel and you feel it very strongly, why isn't that enough? Why are you asking anybody else's opinion? Well, that that that's good feedback. Well, the uh, I'm in the process right now. Laws of Living homework is. Uh, includes, among several other things, uh, five worksheets a day for six weeks. And for me, it's it's. <laughs> I'd rather go out and dig a ditch <laughs> because it's just doing the forensics of you know my life is good. I'm happy. <laughs> Why do I have to dig up this this septic tank? Uh, so I maybe you've answered it. Uh, well, and and the other the other point that I would make is that. I don't think there's anything in a worksheet that says you have to go into your past and dig up your septic tank. I think that if one is honest, um, one will encounter tiny to mild to moderate to major mental upsets or emotional upsets just every day throughout the course of their life. And our job is you know, to make a decision about do we want to accept that the way it is or do we want to change it? And if you're engaged in something like uh, the laws of living, but you're feeling like everything is already just wonderful and loving in your life, then I would question, well, why are you doing that? Uh, if your life isn't as good as it can already possibly, if your life is already as good as it can possibly be, why would you engage in something like the laws of living, which is going to require you to learn some new tools and commit 
to the time to apply them to your life in the pursuit of having something be different and ostensibly better. So then the next question would be, if your life isn't as good as you can possibly imagine already, then regardless of what you thought you believed about law of attraction or whatever else, if it hasn't already led you to a life beyond, you know, imagining, good beyond imagining, then when you go to something like a the, the um, Laws of Living course and they present you with some new tools and say, here, here's an idea, try this for a while, you know, eight weeks or whatever, then if your life isn't already perfect, why not try this new tool? And if at the end of eight weeks you don't feel it's any better or you don't feel that it paid off for you, then you don't keep doing it. That would be my offering. That's a... Uh... A very reasonable offering, and you know I'm obviously my life uh are there things in my life that could be different and better sure i mean i and and I guess what my mind has said to me, well, uh, with the exception of I've got severe back pain and uh and you know michael uh, Michael says you know that's that's stored rage and anger, and uh, so that is something that uh I do work on. Uh, but and that's pretty much all I do worksheets on is uh, is on my back, you know, in anger and rage. Uh, so I, I see the benefit of that. I'm just talking about the little things that come along that I have a choice, not a decision from carbon-based memory, but a choice from a place of love to, to just see it differently. Anyway, you've answered my question. And your suggestion about, well, try it. For, it happens to be six weeks. Try it for six weeks, and if it helps, fine. And if it doesn't? Well, what have you what have you lost? Uh, that's a very reasonable answer, and I thank you for that. That's helpful. Well, you're welcome, and, and, and you're not the only one who's come up with the idea of, you know, law of attraction, and you get what you focus on. So I only want to focus on the positive things, and you know, the, I don't want to argue with people about that. If that's their position, that's fine. I would just point out, however, that every worksheet process has repeated statements on it, like my premise is that my essential nature, my human life, my very being is the energy of love. And the goal of this worksheet is to restore me, to empower me, to remove anything less than that, all the fear and hostility, and return me to the direct experience of love, 24-7, 365. I, Tim, who am love have this feeling that's less than love. And then in number four, I choose love, my newborn state, and that's going to stir the love in everyone involved. I'm going to take time to focus on the most loving, the most peaceful, the most calm, the most nourishing, nurturing thoughts I have and strengthen those thoughts until I feel that energy rolling in my heart space. Now, if that's a part of every worksheet process, and that's what I'm consciously adding my energy to, I think I'm going to attract more of the same. Well said. Well said. That that, that answers my question about law of attraction, because you're right. It's it's embedded right in the worksheet. Uh, the the uh, the reinforcement of attracting that which is good and positive and love based in my life. That's uh, very very helpful. I'm, I got I got goosebumps. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Okay, Michelle. Do we have? Uh, yeah, Susan got was on the. Fourteen minutes left. left. Let's add a Susan. Oh, how Absolutely. are you? Hi, Susan. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Dr. Tim. I just had a thought when you were talking, Michelle, and I kept telling Ruka, I'm not going to call. I'm not going to say anything. i got a class tonight. <laughs> anyway, um, I was just thinking, if I remember correctly, um, to carry something in my field that's less than love um, about anyone, my neighbor, me, anything, is uh, I thought that was the definition of sin, missing the mark. But I could be, I mean, I think that's it. 
And for me to do that, the um, what happens is it's disintegrative energy which tears the system down. So, you know, I know in another place they say, well, I don't have the luxury of a negative thought or a resentment. And so with this work, it looks like to me that if I have anything left in love that shows up in the world that I see, it's an outpicturing of my mind and that it's an opportunity for me to clean up my mind, get back to the place of love, and to build my system, my energy system up so that I can have the optimal health and the optimal mental health to be able to stay connected to love have my highest intelligence, know exactly what to do, what to say, where to go, and who to be with to do my purpose, um, as outlined in my purpose statement, connected to love. Now, that's, that's what's coming to me when you're, when you're talking because I just a couple of weeks ago um, hit a level of vitality where it was like boom, boom, boom. I know uh, pop, pop, pop was what it, like popcorn. And every time I turned around... I was being resonated with some other energy coming up, and I'm thinking, oh. So what I made a decision to do was to, yes, I was doing my five worksheets a day, and uh, I needed to do 15 or 20 in order to clear out what was coming up because every issue was a hydra. So I decided I'm going to breathe morning and night for an hour. I'm going to commit to wake up in the morning, do a breathing session before I get out of the bed, and the thing. And, you know, that was very helpful. I did it for the seven days of the commitment because I commit with agreement partners for seven days. And that really seemed to get me to um, a little bit more balance in my life where I felt like, oh, I got a little reprieve before the next wave comes. And the reason that I continue to do the worksheets is because my health, my children, uh, and my grandchild are very important to me. So when I look around me and I see any form of um, pain uh, in the physical being or um, maybe a little off target in the mental area, I think that's another opportunity for me to do my work on what I see around that, you know, what's going on for me. And to me, that's all all I need, you know, to do that. And breathing, holding a space of love, reading the commitment, doing wake-up sheets, you know, it's all... Of the process and you know staying connected to people doing the work you know how they say birds of a feather flock together being with somebody willing to do their work gives me the momentum and the motivation and the inspiration to move forward in doing my work hanging around with somebody who's not willing to do their work or resistant or just dragging or just not really sure you know, I can do that for a little while, but i got to get back on board with my work. I can't afford it. Does that make sense, Michelle? No, you, you've structured things for yourself really nicely, Susan, and, I mean, you've got a lot of wisdom for it, and I appreciate the things you're sharing. Well, I'm just repeating what I've heard. It's not really my wisdom. It's just what I've heard um, everybody say that, that I've, when I've been to the workshops, it's nothing new or, you know, that's mine. But anyway, and, and my offering to you is to be that support that you need or want. You mean that, brother? That's really where I'm coming from. I'm, I'm saying anything you want. What do you want? Put it out you're, there. But, oh, and, but, but, but you're saying you be that for others in order to receive it? I'm saying I'll be that for you. <laughs> You are my sister, girlfriend. I'm saying I see, I hear, and I, I'm hearing what you're saying, and I'm I'm right here with you, and I'm only a text message or phone call. My client's translating. She's saying she's there for you. Thank you. Absolutely, you know that's true. I mean, I am right here, and and I I know that you have a lot going on, but remember, busy is another way that I avoid. I have to remember I, I avoid by being busy, busy, busy. I don't have enough time. And really the truth is I make time for what's important to me, you know. So if you want it, it's there. I'm just offering it. And I have a Laws of Living class starting tonight. Um, it's all just fell right in place. I had all these stories going on in my head that I just cleared out. And um, I have eight women 
um, six of whom have uh, are new to the work as far as new to the laws of living, and I have two that are coming back to repeat one more time for a deeper layer of healing. So um, we start tonight at six, and Charlotte um, I'm really excited. Pardon me? Charlotte? Charlotte? Did you say Charlotte? Yeah. No, Charlotte's not in this one. She's still working on her master's degree. Oh, okay. But someday, soon, I hope. That's great that you put her out there, that energy. Support her, yes. I'm all for that. So anyway, that's all for me. I'm going to um, get back to what I'm doing. I'm holding a space of love for you all. I'm excited, and um, I look forward to seeing and hearing more about how it unfolds. Excellent. Thank you, Thank Dr. You Tim, for taking care of the show, too. Thanks, Susan. Thanks for your input. Mm-hmm. You're most welcome. Have a good day, guys. I'll sign off and listen. So, Michelle, did you hear that? Yeah, I I, I got the message. She was offering you support. She was saying you're worth it, Michelle Pache. Isn't that amazing? This was not coming through. I'm laughing because I know she was what she was saying because my client is listening and she was understanding perfectly and I could not hear. I mean, it's just really it's it's amusing. Because I could not hear any of that. Well, it's a it's an excellent example of what we all do. We all it's like the the old uh, musical The Point. You know, we all see what we want to see and we hear what we want to hear. And I don't mean in terms of all the good stuff. I mean in terms of what's been programmed into us. And if all that's been programmed into me in my life is I'm not worthy, that's what I hear. And so thank you, Susan, for the call, and uh, thanks, Michelle, for uh, uh, trying to listen, trying to get it straight. (laughs) So we have, uh, you know, five or six minutes left before we have to start the music. Do we have a question or comment from you, Michelle, or your friend who's with you or anybody in the phone queue? Do you have the chat room up today? Yeah, the chat room's up. And actually, um, it's interesting because now I asked Donna. Um, she always is in the chat room um, and asked her if she was talking, and she and she was. So that's nice to put the name with the chat ID, login. Um, Jamie? Yeah? I'm good. I'm here. Just for your support. Oh, right. <laughs> I knew this was about you, not me. <laughs> right. Well, um, with this, this, you know, perception thing yesterday, I had um, let my client pick a mind shifter through divinity by selecting the numbers randomly. Or not the way. And I um, told her that I'd have her um, write for about 50 minutes and then I'll come and check on her and, you know, we'd um, move into breathing. And about 40 minutes, she came out and she's shaking her hand. She's like, hand's hurting. When are we going to be done? And I'm like, what do you mean? You've only been there 40 minutes. And she said, you said 15. And I said, no, I didn't. I said, almost an hour. And it was the same thing. It was so amusing because, you know, used it as a teaching moment because that's, you know, how couples do. You know, they hear what they want to hear. She wanted to hear 15 minutes, and um, she didn't hear it clearly, so it was interesting to have an opportunity to, to show. I Sometimes when I really think about how that dynamic is, you can't escape it, that how any of us ever really even get along or even agree on anything. Well, I, I think it's, it's probably an accurate observation that most of us are getting along simply because we want to think we're getting along. And I think a lot of us walk away a lot of us walk away from interactions thinking we understood and the other person was happy with it and we're happy with it and other people in that same interaction walk away 
confused, their upset has been triggered, their sadness has been triggered, their worry has been triggered, and we may not ever find that out because most people don't share. Now, I'm not just talking about you, Michelle, but a lot of us. It's not just Michelle who hides her issues and doesn't share them openly and has to be dragged kicking and streaming, screaming in, in, into the, the light. Most of us do that. Most, Most of us in the culture are taught to do that, to run and hide. We're taught that it isn't good to be vulnerable. So I think, you know, a lot of what we we think we have is this wonderful connection and this wonderful communication. A lot of it is all made up in our heads. And I can say that because I've been doing therapy for 41 years and it's like a constant stream through my office of people who wake up one day and realize that the fabulous relationships they thought they have aren't really there the way they thought they were. And it takes effort, it takes honesty, it takes willingness, it takes the ability to understand the distorting power of how I want things to be, as A Course in Miracles would say. And if I'm not willing to understand that distorting power, it runs my life, and I'm, I have blinders on. So we're here to promote people taking the blinders off, we're here to promote people using the tools. Again, uh, the website is www.whyagain.org. We're here to promote people to listen to the shows and go to the archives. Look up some of the shows that are listed there and share them with anybody that you think might be interested because Michael and Jeannie have made as a priority trying to share these tools with every mind, heart, and being on the planet, whether they have any money to pay for it or not. Now, that being said, it is a nonprofit organization, and you can get a tax deduction for supporting Michael and Jeannie, and there is a donate button on the website, and we strongly encourage people who feel they've gotten benefit from this work to support them, not just by spreading the word around, but also support them financially. And uh, that makes sense energetically. Someone was talking about the, uh, I think Jim was talking about the law of attraction earlier, and it makes really good sense for me to put energy, my time, intelligence, my money, and my energy, including my money, into those things with, which nourish me spiritually and emotionally, and if you think this this show and the support you've gotten from Michael and Jeannie over the years and these tools is supporting you that way, they'd be most happy and gracious to accept that those donations. And remember, you can go to the website and download Chapter 24 of Michael's book, and entirely the entire book can be downloaded and read for free. And you can also find his book uh, new and used um, on the used site at on Amazon. And in, uh, I don't know if they'll be back tomorrow or not, but the show will be here tomorrow. Someone will be here. So uh, come back tomorrow and bring a friend, and in the, in the meantime, have the best year yet of your eternal life, as Michael would say. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice and his wife, Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.yagain.com. That's www.whyagain.com. A-I-N dot com.